0: Thanks for tuning in to episode 15 of O'Donnell for Liberty. Again, I'm your host, Justin O'Donnell. First things first, I want to give a big shout out to sneckswag.com today. As always, you can go get all your favorite Liberty merch over on sneckswag.com. My favorite piece today to highlight is the Propaganda is a Weapon tee. You can go pick that up. It's only been live for about a day, Uh, but we're going to jump right into things. First, I want to give a big welcome to our guest today, New Hampshire libertarian activist Bill Barger. Bill, welcome.
1: How's it going? Going good, man. How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Now, I want to do something to set the stage for what we're going to be talking about today. So let me bring something up. I can bring it up with audio. All right.
2: New York will become the first American city to mandate coronavirus vaccines to attend indoor businesses. The system, similar to the health pass recently introduced in France, is aimed at curbing a surge in COVID cases fueled by the Delta variant. New York 2021, crowds are back with masks and social distancing and COVID cases are back, up over 3,000 new infections a day.
0: But if you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things.
2: From next month, anyone wanting to enjoy the Big Apple's indoor gyms, shows and restaurants will have to show proof of at least one jab.
0: It's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary to living a good and full and healthy life.
2: A very different approach in Florida, now the nation's epicentre of the virus, with a new pandemic record. More than 11,500 people in hospital with the virus, 2,400 of those in ICU. Florida and Texas account for one-third of all new COVID cases in the country.
1: We're not shutting down. Uh, we're going to have schools open. We're protecting every Floridian's job. I say to these governors, please help. If you aren't going to help, at least get out of the way. The people are trying to do the right thing.
2: The White House has ruled out a nationwide vaccine mandate. It's now a wait to see which states will follow New York's lead. Like
0: a year ago, I was scared to come outside. So vaccination is very important. In my opinion, it's the same thing as abortion. So you don't have a right to tell someone whether or not
2: they can or cannot have one. In the United States, Amelia Adams, 9 News.
0: Now there's a lot to unpack there, with what's going on and the difference between just the handful of states mentioned, New York versus Texas and Florida. Like, what the shit is the deal with people thinking it's okay to just require proof of your medical status to
1: exist in everyday life? Dude, it's messed <laughs> up. I I don't. I, first thing I noticed about, or not the first thing, but the the craziest thing that I noticed about the video, which I just never get sick of. Is look how confused Joe Biden is when he's saying this. <laughs> he's like, like "Just uh, uh, get get out of the way." I and mean, does it ever occur to you that all these all these new rules are getting in the way of people's lives in a massive way? I mean, you have De Blasio, you have um, who's that dude on CNN, uh, Don Lemon, uh, Doctor Wen, she that gem of a of a doctor. Shows up on every show, being like, "We have to use freedoms as a carrot on a stick, so people can have their lives, if they get <laughs> vaccinated." Like, with all this shit. Does it ever occur to you that that's what's getting in the way of people living their lives? Like, you could have a totally voluntary system where people, like, if you want to go to the vaccinated store, you go to the next, I don't like stores even doing it, but theoretically, with no mandates, it would sort itself out. I, I mean.
0: It it makes sense when you say, if, if we want to do a completely voluntary, if a store only wants to let vaccinated people in, they can only let vaccinated people in. If a store wants to let unvaccinated people in, they can let unvaccinated people in. And sort of the crux of libertarian ideology that's been up for debate a lot in the past couple of years has been whether or not bigotry is allowed within a libertarian philosophy and whether or not discrimination is allowed within a libertarian philosophy. And libertarians have, Taking the principled approach in defending people's right to discriminate, saying, "Yeah, bigotry is repugnant and irrational, but people have the right to be repugnant and irrational." At what point is it unlibertarian to continue telling people that it's okay for them to discriminate uh, when all of a sudden the government's the one suggesting it?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good question because it's crazy. I feel like when you see De Blasio out in front of this whole thing being the first uh, mayor to say, I'm going to mandate for every store. It's almost like if this doesn't go well, you know, he's going to be the sacrificial lamb. But if it does go well, he's the person who got the foot in the door for this to be the norm. You know, you're, it's like standardizing what's going to happen. So let's say, you know, down the line, uh, you stop, we have a law where you stop, I don't know, maybe it's going to be a federal law maybe it's a state law, but you can't pass a vaccine mandate as a law you know, they'll pass that law or something restrict Like in Florida, they had whatever it was. I don't like it. I like our New Hampshire version better in Florida. They snuck in forced vaccinations, which I don't know if you saw that, but that was like snuck into the Florida vaccine passport ban. Uh, I mean, in the New Hampshire
0: ban on lockdowns, they snuck in a provision that says unless, and lists a whole bunch of reasons where they can lock it down again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: So government's going to government government's going to find a way to lock people down if they want to lock people down. But I believe I saw something today that Los Angeles just uh, announced they're going the same route as New York.
1: Yeah, it's gross. And I think what's going to happen is once you see cities doing it, you'll see places or or stores being like, well, you know, certain people who were really good, like because they looked at these places as role models anyway, because they're kind of not evaluating things they're they're following. So they'll be like, oh, well, the people in New York who've been really good on coronavirus and very safe for the last two years, they're, they're locking down again, you know, and so we need to we need to do this, or whatever it is, they're going to they're gonna go for it. And then they'll say, well, vaccine mandates are the only way, because New York's going to say vaccine mandates are the only way. The craziest thing about all this, though, for real, is that with the Delta variant, they're simultaneously pitching breakthrough cases because of the <laughs> Delta variant, and that's why we all need to get vaccinated, because people with vaccinations are getting delta i'm like, like how yeah, is it's this, like,
0: this this is so illogical vaccinated people are getting sick so you have to get vaccinated and like there's hardcore censorship going on right now about any dissenting opinion whether or not the opinion is based in science based in fact based in reason and logic or based basically oh, yeah. political about personal liberty and freedom rand paul for all of his faults for all the criticism i give rand paul over the years uh He's usually pretty good on liberty when he's not trying to get a reach around from Mitch McConnell when Republicans have control of the Senate. But he got banned from YouTube for putting up a video that says it's time for Americans to stop bending over and taking this shit. It's time for Americans to stand up for their liberty and stand up for their principles and tell the CDC to go pound sand. How can YouTube get away with telling Americans to like that they're somebody telling them to stand up for their rights is disinformation
1: um they can get away with it because there's nobody i mean that's literally what the government drags them into congress to tell them to do that's how they get away with it they're
0: told to do it and this tweet points it out perfect bill just sent me this fact if you're vaccinated you can still get COVID, you can still spread COVID, you can still die from COVID, and you can potentially get side effects from the vaccine if you're unvaccinated you can still get COVID, you can still spread COVID, you can still die from COVID, but you can't experience side effects from a vaccine.
1: So I wanted to say before you pull that up, that got me banned from Facebook. What? for? Yeah, I put that up on Facebook and I said, this, this uh, tweet has been mislabeled as leading or mislabeled as misleading or something, and I got banned from Facebook for like 72 hours.
0: Oh, man. And... How is that misleading? I mean, it's straight logic. It's just simple base logic. Even if getting... The the claim now is that the vaccine reduces your symptoms, okay? If you have the vaccine, that your symptoms are reduced and you have an easier time with COVID. But there are still people who are vaccinated in the ICU experiencing major symptoms. And the crazy thing to me is I had COVID. I, 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 I lost my sense of taste for about... 24-ish hours. And that was about it. That was the worst that came of it. Um, I know a lot of people who had COVID. Symptoms ranged from a mild fever and nothing else to feeling like they had the common cold to some people got really sick. But most people I know that tested positive and had COVID experienced little to no symptoms at all without the vaccine. And now you're come to tell me that the vaccines the reason people are experiencing lesser symptoms when people well, the vast majority of people were experiencing lesser symptoms even without the vaccine.
1: Yeah, it's a, uh, it's nuts. How many places they'll do this? I saw something today. Here, let me send you this so you can pull this up too. <laughs> I think it was from. It's weird because there's two different ways of reporting on this thing. There's like the total extremist uh, approach, and then there's like the people <laughs> who, for some reason, like all the leftist journalists are like, we're gonna we're gonna pitch vaccines and we're gonna be very very balanced perspective on this one you know we're not going to show any bias whatsoever well some people say that they like it for this reason some people say they don't like it for this reason and they'll just pitch it like but a lot of places are saying you know that you should get vaccines and i think it's it's interesting here i got two articles that I made so, a note of earlier. Go
0: ahead. That was, that was the reason I wanted to show that particular video from Sky Nine News, um, even though it's British news, even though it's not U.S. news. Is that was the first reporting I've seen on the idea of vaccine mandates that showed people from both sides of it without a bias. Like it, it showed it showed De Blasio and what De Blasio was saying didn't comment on it, showed DeSantis and what DeSantis had to say, didn't comment on it. And they showed commentary from somebody who was pro-vaccination and somebody who was anti-mandatory vaccination with no comment on it. And how far we have fallen, that that is hard to find in news, where they show both sides of an issue without providing a bias and a commentary.
1: Dude, I feel like they do it on this one because it's so unpopular. I just sent you an article from Boston.com and it's like one of these ones it's like oh yeah we're going to be real we're going to be real bi or uh, real unbiased about this stuff we're just going to list a couple of pros and a couple of cons and a couple of very decent perspectives like you guys were saying trump was a fascist a year ago or 2 years ago whatever i don't know if it was actually boston.com i don't know anything about them but all these i see they doing that they're doing this with more and more articles they're like well maybe there's some good things about it though people do like their personal freedoms you know there's could be great benefits to a vaccine passport i'm like what are the benefits of a vaccine passport besides like classism blatant classism or you know like a new form of classism or caste system whatever you want to call it what are the benefits of that
0: i don't think they even know so I, 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 this harkens back to a tweet sent out by LPNH that really pissed people off a few months ago. That was just a picture of two water fountains, vaxxed and unvaxxed. Right. Uh, that That's the, back then people said that's not happening. It's never going to happen. We're not going to do that. You're, yes. you're being bad representatives of Liberty because you're drawing comparisons to segregation.
1: It's hyperbolic.
0: What the shit is happening when this comparisons that were being drawn to segregation are just playing out in front of us in real life
1: yep and people aren't offended they keep justifying it it's just like the wall around the capitol dude i had friends who said if it's still up there in a month you know then then we'll be concerned like dude it's been six seven months (laughs) you know when it actually happens people are like well you know this is what we had to do it's fucked up all right no so and,
0: and the mandate aspect of it and like the really the push um The CDC has released its own guidelines on what people should and should not get the vaccine. One of the things that says people should not get the vaccine at all is if you have ever had a negative reaction or a side effect to a vaccine. Um, My mother... 10 years ago had a seriously bad reaction to a flu shot a flu vaccine um they thought she might have had guillain barre syndrome and like it, it might have given her permanent damage uh neurological damage from the flu vaccine so she's yeah. all like well i shouldn't get the vaccine no goddamn reason in the world i should get the vaccine plus she already had covid positive tests and everything and symptomatic and got over it and so and she as a nurse has decided that there's n- the risk in getting the vaccine is too high for her to justify doing it. And she got given a notice from her work that she had two weeks to get the vaccine. And it was mandatory. She'd be required to continue doing her job as a nurse to get the vaccine unless she had a medical exemption. She went to her doctor to try and get a medical exemption signed. Because, you know, she has a legitimate medical exemption since she's had a bad reaction to a vaccine in the past 10 years. The doctor refused to sign it and said they're not signing any medical exemptions.
1: Wow. Is that, do you think that's like a, like a PR thing Like they can't be the doctor who's known to have signed that? What is because the doctor, I think the doctors are being threatened to not sign
0: it. The doctors are being told you can't sign these. You can't let people know that they can't, they don't have to get it. And in the meantime, Moderna's stock is going through the roof as they announced that people are going to need a booster shot every six months.
1: Yeah, so I have have a whole series of um, WMUR headlines from the last couple (laughs) days. I don't know if you saw that, that I put on Facebook and Twitter. Well, no, so it was only a three-day ban or whatever. (laughs) So that was was like last week. But uh, it's just all WMUR headlines, and – uh, what were they saying? It was something about a booster shot. People are already getting the booster shots, even though the FDA hasn't approved them. Like, like, just like they're they're shot fanatics, dude. They're addicted. They're addicted. We're gonna have to have clinics like they do in San Francisco for heroin addicts. Like, I need another fix, I need another vaccine, man.
0: But well, here's the thing: is like I I am not gonna be somebody who labels myself as anti-vaccine or anti-science or anti-medical treatment because i i do believe that vaccines and the majority of the vaccines that we have have been tested there's years of studies on their efficacy and how they work i get my tetanus booster every time i'm up for a tetanus booster because i've done some stupid shit and messed with rusty fences i (laughs) um i i I won't be getting a shingle shot as an adult because i have a bad reaction to chicken pox and I got chicken pox four times. So the shingles shot is more than likely to give me shingles is what I've been told by my doctor. So there's no sense to actually get that. Right. I don't get a flu shot every year because the flu shot is a goddamn crap shoot. And I feel like this is just a super flu shot. It's a crap shoot. They put it together, rush it to market didn't have time to test its effectiveness. And the moment the virus mutated, it mutated into something that could beat the one vaccine they had, but they'd already put all their eggs in one basket with that vaccine.
1: Yep. And then there's also the idea of, I saw, you know, um, Scott Adams, the guy who created Dilbert. Yep. I saw him the other day talking about how, you know, let's say the only way to stop this thing, and I think he is vaccinated. He's like, let's say the only thing to stop this thing was to get everybody vaccinated within a certain amount of time, because if you don't, there's, what is it called? It's like immune escape where the virus basically has mutated enough that that vaccine is not going to be effective. So you're still putting it, passing out an injection that's not going to do the job. So then you have a new strain and then you have two different forms that can be mutating at once. So he's saying like, well, you know, let's say that is, when does it become somebody's responsibility to push it? My thought was before you even get that far, dude, is it even possible? To get every single person vaccinated, or will there, will there always be like an outlet for this? And I saw somebody else, and I cannot remember for the life of me who was saying that it's never possible to get everybody vaccinated, especially because there's animal reservoirs. This this virus can jump into a dog and then jump back into a human. So you'll never get everybody vaccinated from it. There's always gonna be a place where it can adjust.
0: Yeah, there was the video that got taken off of Facebook, but it's still going around Twitter of a doctor speaking
1: at a school board or a town hall. That was meeting. the guy. That was the guy. Uh, it, was, it was Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon uh, Virginia, or something. Yeah. And
0: he goes on a big, long-winded rant explaining the science and how flabbergasted he is as a scientist that people are putting out scientific papers that include lines like, We didn't have time to run the actual tests, so here are our hypotheses of how they would turn out.
1: Correct. (laughs) Correct. And they put that in their thesis.
0: Yeah. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Now, this is what you just sent me. Natural infection versus vaccination, which gives more protection? nearly 40% of new covid patients were vaccinated compared to just 1% who'd been infected previously and this is from israel national news now israel is one of those countries that has almost universal vaccination right i
1: think they i think they passed something and there was huge protests when they they said everybody who wasn't vaccinated had to like indicate something on their they had to like wear a badge or something there's massive protests <laughs> yeah, And i remember that, the libertarian party of kentucky like tweeted some shit out that was like oh that that stuff look aged pretty well when the israelis are protesting having to wear a vaccine badge
0: it's just mind-blowing um how people don't realize the slippery slope we're going down i've got people on my twitter mentions every day now just freaking out because uh, you made a comparison about vaccine passports to the holocaust i'm like and like, it, we literally see people in Israel making the exact same comparisons. We see people in France lining up and burning their passports. Not, not France, yeah, Italy. Like people who Italy. got vaccinated. People in Italy who are burning their passports because they voluntarily got vaccinated. They believed in the vaccine but hated the idea of a mandate and hated the idea of having to show your papers where you go. These are people who remember living under fascism. The, standing right. up and saying this is a bad idea. Well, people in the United States are sitting here clamoring for it. Um, clamoring for tyranny to, to control every aspect of their lives. Okay, so I, I have to
1: say though, I don't know. I really don't know because it's so hard to gauge like the public opinion these days. I don't know how many people want it. I know a lot of people don't want it. For example, I'm going to go on a local radio show on Friday <laughs> and, and I'm kind of like halfway crashing the show. I told him I was going on. I didn't. He didn't like invite me. But it's like the morning <laughs> show in Manchester. And I'm gonna make a big stink about the Dartmouth Hitchcock Medical Center thing because they just mandated vaccines for all their employees. And I kind of get it. It's a medical center or whatever. But also, there's no exceptions. It's like you were talking about. So even if that, if you know, you're talking about your friend who didn't get uh, the vaccine thing, or the, it was the the exemption signed, damn yeah, Mussolini people. people. <laughs> shout out to southern northeast he's great um so but even if you did get that exemption signed it wouldn't matter at dartmouth hitchcock it's like yeah you know we know you have the exception that you don't have to get the things the shot but still you can't work here and like i think that's i think that's pretty messed up you know i don't want people to go to dartmouth hitchcock medical centers You know, I want the employees who feel that way to know there's a bunch of public support and they can find a job somewhere else. I want there to be other options. Well, here's the crazy thing. Dartmouth-Hitchcock is a private
0: hospital. They are not a public hospital. They don't take any any government funds? They they take reimbursement as insurance for Medicare and Medicaid, like any facility would. Uh, But they're actually the largest private employer in New Hampshire. (laughs) So the, the big question is, like, at what point is the line crossed between public and private at what point is private discrimination no longer okay
1: and where does this come into well, contrast with libertarian principles here's the deal I, I think you don't have to have it doesn't have to always be about libertarianism it can be about this is wrong whether you should be allowed to do it or not and we're going to express our distaste you know even the people who think you should be allowed to do this think this is distasteful. Oh. Well, i get it but so so you're starting what to sound saying, like Archie Flower. No, I totally get it. I, well, what I'm saying is, like, I'm not, I'm not going to say that you as a libertarian shouldn't go protest Dartmouth Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Although, like, sure, they can pass that thing if they want. I think the most, the like, the best thing is for people who believe in freedom of individuals, because like, freedom of corporations is another thing. Sure, I believe in that too. Freedom of individuals to support freedom of individuals. Right. And it always goes comes
0: down to the question when we have these discussions and debates about whether or not discrimination is okay and allowed, even at a private level, all the way back to the whole bake the cake controversy, at what point is a business public? At what point is a business providing public service and can no longer discriminate? And does that extend well. to their employees as well as their customers? Because Dartmouth-Hitchcock is saying that they won't employ anybody who's not vaccinated. Will they treat someone who's not vaccinated?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Because if they're going to treat really someone who's not
0: vaccinated, they're still putting their employees who are vaccinated at risk of contracting the Delta variant that doesn't care if you're vaccinated.
1: Yeah. And and there's probably going to be more variants that don't care if you're vaccinated. And there's going to be, they're going to come up with this. The, here's one problem that I see with these vaccines just on the face of it is there's a virus that is ready to mutate twice as fast as your average virus, it seems like. I don't know if this is actually the case, but it seems like what I've heard is most viruses can only do one trick, and this virus can do two tricks. That's like the, you know, they say it's like, that's how they know it was probably created in a lab. I don't know if this is true, but this is what I've heard. It's like this thing can mutate in two different ways. So that creates a greater risk, if I'm not
0: mistaken here, of mutation
1: that's something nothing happens.
0: new that's something that's just similar to all covid viruses like covid and coronaviruses and covid strain viruses aren't anything new the common cold is a coronavirus correct the reason we can never cure the common cold is because it mutates too fast and any treatment for it is useless by the next week when a new version of it has mutated
1: well so that's kind of what i'm saying is like it seems like we're chasing the purple dragons like we're gonna cure last week's version of COVID, and then this week there's a new version you know there's a new episode every week where you can just make this thing like if you wanted to justify lockdowns because of a new variant of the common cold you probably could do it every week i, I can't scientifically classify that but i wouldn't be surprised if you want to say listen this many million people are getting infected every week. if we could come up with tests for it imagine how many people would be getting the common cold every fucking week
2: (laughs) do you know (laughs) what i'm saying like oh if
1: you you get a sniff we'll go but the tests don't test for the common cold they test for coronavirus however i've even heard and i think that this is this is correct i'm not going to tell you that i'm the utmost authority on it the cdc is recalling their pcr tests because they're too inaccurate they're saying we have to have a higher standard of test than these pcr tests that we've been using
0: yeah, so I did see something about the CDC pulling back on um, PCR withdrawals and uh, the British Health Agency as well, uh, pulling back on authorization for PCR testing. Um, I also saw the World Health Organization put out uh, a statement saying they don't want people getting booster shots. They don't want people getting third and fourth shots because there aren't enough VEX. Their reasoning was there aren't enough vaccines to go around. um, And people in the United States and Europe chasing booster shots is keeping people in Africa and Asia from having access to a first or second vaccine privilege. Yeah. Uh, But no, the whole chasing the boosters. Moderna has announced that their vaccines only effective for six months. So you're going to need a booster every six months. Imagine exactly. all the white
1: women bitching they couldn't get their fifth or sixth COVID shot when there's people in Africa who are actually, like, immunocompromised can... don't on a good diet or whatever who are dying of COVID. I don't know if this is even the case. But, like, just imagine people being like, I didn't get my sixth booster shot because Moderna hasn't been publicly supported enough. <laughs> people are still skeptical about the vaccines. Jimmy, you
0: got to take your booster shot. There's six kids in Africa dying without them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Finish your dinner, <laughs> kids. Finish <laughs> your dinner. Alright, but no, you're, you your can't comment there. of
1: them because they have to be refrigerator.
0: <laughs> your comment there, chasing the dragon. People are chasing the dragon. That's
1: all we're doing is chasing oh. the dragon.
0: More shots, more shots, and you're never gonna actually cure it.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking of when you said that. So I'm glad you pulled it up.
0: So <laughs> now we're demonetized. Hysterical. South Park's gonna get mad at us. I'm I'm sorry, Trey and Matt. I know Sounds you guys like are libertarians.
1: Are they? <laughs> they are. Oh, that's cool! I didn't know that about them. Have they have they made a vaccine passport uh, episode yet? I don't know. I did
0: just see the news that they just got renewed for through um, thirty seasons and fourteen new made for TV movie specials.
1: Huge contract! It was the biggest TV contract ever signed, or something, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, I mean, we're going to be getting like a South Park special every quarter for the foreseeable future. It's that's be great. incredible.
1: That's so. great. They do a good job. Hopefully they don't like sell their souls and do it and like just crank out bad content. But no, they've, they've been pretty good. I will say I got sick of their, uh, they have like a formula. <laughs> but sometimes I watch them like, guys, you just, you just like picked an issue, pull, ran it through the algorithm or ran it through your formula. And like, this one wasn't the most entertaining, but they're usually pretty fucking clever. So they have, they, there is an episode about Salt Park
0: about how they have a formula and everything I've seen that it. it's the manatees write every episode. Uh, <laughs> they're they're doing it making fun of Family guys saying Family Guy's all formulaic, but and then the kids like break into like the Fox headquarters and find out that there's manatees that write every episode just by picking balls, and, and they write every episode. But it, it's the same case for all of the shows. It's still funny. It is funny um, that they can be self-referential. But I, I did, somebody complained, we were joking around with some friends a couple months ago, and they're like, when are we going to get a new season of South Park? And I said, you know, I honestly hope never, because we haven't had a new season of South Park in a couple months, but we've had, in a couple years, but we keep getting these two-hour specials that they drop about a current event, just randomly out of the blue, that have been incredible. And if they just, like, for the foreseeable future, just drop a South Park movie every few, like, every five, six months, I'm, I'm here for it.
1: Hell yeah. Especially if they don't have to write the weekly content or whatever. Right. You know, well, you just, can they focus can just, on the gold.
0: Yeah, the gold and the one single issue. And um, they they did they did do a vaccine episode.
1: I haven't uh, seen it, but I'll have to look it, that up. It was, a,
0: it was a vaccine special, and it was uh, the kids trying to get vaccines for their teachers because they were sick of homeschool. Uh, they were sick of uh, sitting in front of computers all day, and they wanted to go back to school. And then they end up fighting the QTs, which is the little Q kids, all the kids whose parents are obsessed with Q, um, who are trying to stop Cartman and Butters from delivering the uh, Butters is leading the Q kids, trying to stop Cartman and the other kids from delivering vaccines.
1: The Trump vaccines.
0: Right. It's the Trump vaccine. That's what people need to remember. <laughs> God.
1: He's January, the guy who, who cleared the FDA to rush the process.
0: January 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 eighteenth, 2020. People are tweeting, I will never take the Trump vaccine. April 2020. I love my vaccine. Thank you, Biden. Or April
1: 2021. Like We're gonna because fa- what happened was Trump was like, We're gonna fast track the vaccines. We're gonna make it the quickest, the best vaccine. And then Biden comes and he's like, We're gonna, we're gonna fast track the fast track. We're going to make it a, the fastest track in America's ever seen. I've seen a lot of fast track. I got hairy legs and my tracks are fast. <laughs> well, here's the thing.
0: Like, Let's circle back and talk about the FDA regulation, how things got so out of hand, where I did see somebody make, I was like, oh, all of a sudden libertarians are in favor of FDA
1: regulation over vaccine trials. Honestly, I'm not. I think that when you remove a standard that people have been abiding by, they're more willing to rush it. Right. Um,
0: And the whole thing here was them removing the standards. At the very beginning of this, I saw libertarians leading the push for remove the goddamn standards. The FDA is getting in the way. Moderna, Moderna announced in January of last year Um, It it was right after the first outbreak in Seattle, Um, a lab in Korea had sequenced the genome of the COVID-19 virus, um, which is apparently easy to do nowadays with modern technology. And they had sent it to several different labs that were working on possible vaccines. And Moderna announced like within a week that their mRNA technology was able to adapt and create a vaccine. It took a year and a half for them to start delivering it because the FDA was slowing down the process the whole time. Right. I'm not one who wants to go get the vaccine. I don't trust something like a rushed process. I think there should be clinical trials. I don't think the FDA should be running them or managing them. I think companies should be doing their due diligence and research with what they rush to market. Um, So that's one of the reasons I myself don't want to get the vaccine, but it was government in the way, keeping it out of people who wanted it. So how many people did die? because the government didn't let them get vaccinated when the vaccine was uh, available or how many I people mean, did die because the government wouldn't authorize the sale of the over the counter um, nasal swab test that gave you a positive or negative result in 10 minutes that they were using in Korea and Japan from the very onset.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, so I don't know how I feel about the actual, uh, tests themselves or the vaccines themselves i kind of tend to not totally trust either what i think is we did have a situation where companies were vying in a not free market to be the first person or the first organization to release a product and then they loosened the regulations and this is going to be like the most valuable product in the world you know when it comes out Right. It, it's going to be the most valuable product in the world. So then you release the the pressures because we don't have a free market here in the beginning, right? In the free market, you have all these, you have all these checks and balances, which is this huge, massive, you know, million piece network of people kind of checking and, and seeing like, you know, you can always opt in, opt out. Nobody's having to force money into it that they don't want to contribute to it. It's like only people who believe in it and who still support it are doing it. You have this thing where the vaccines, already these companies are taking massive amounts of federal money. They crank this thing out, they put it out there, and you remove the only incentive that they had, to be honest, which was the government. Because again, it's not a free market. So you remove that and they're like, yeah, just put out whatever you want that you can have a study that says it might be good for the thing. So I don't know, to, to your point, I don't know how many people died because they couldn't get vaccinated. I don't even know how well the vaccines actually work because I think that so much of this data has been manipulated or at least filtered even to the extent where I can't post a Twitter post on my Facebook feed. And I have a thousand Facebook friends, I'm not like a person who should be flagged or like being monitored or anything like this Even <laughs> in a world where we have to monitor and track everything that everybody is saying, like I have no, literally no influence. So when my shit's being checked, I know that all the, the like studies that they're picking to put out in the news are obviously being checked. You know, I don't know what the actual situation is with the test of the vaccine. So to your point, I don't know. But what I do know is if the one system that we had in place to regulate what people release as like a vaccine or as like a medical treatment was the state and they removed that barrier and the free market wasn't able to do their shit either because you and I can't, clearly we can't just say whether we think we should get it. They're about to put in mandates for us to get it. Then now... That company has no incentive to be honest, especially when they remove also the liabilities. So it's just yeah. it's just gross. Like they, we removed the one safety net, and we didn't allow the natural safety net to be in place either. It's like I don't know, I don't like it. I don't like any so, of it. I don't trust any of the data.
0: To me, the most disappointing thing about all of this um, is that the people who uh, I'm a libertarian, obviously. I'm an anarchist, obviously. I try and work with people where I have common ground, and historically, I have had a lot of common ground with the left on one particular issue. Based on my experience working with Medicare and Medicaid, uh, in my experience doing risk mitigation for health insurance companies, and that's the the pharmaceutical industry is fucking evil. the, the people running these big pharma, big uh, tech companies that do the development and manufacture of vaccine uh, of any drugs are. Inherently fucking evil. They're terrible. They they maintain a monopoly. They use the force of government to protect their monopoly and put competition out of business. And then jack up prices on 10 cent drugs to thousands of dollars to milk the poor and the unhealthy out of their life savings just for the
1: privilege of staying alive. And they crank people full of opiates and psychotropic medicines. Like especially lower and middle class, they crank them full of opiates and, and like antidepressants ssri editors
0: right and to me like the most mind-blowing part about it is people are like oh like get your vaccine it's so important i'm like the same people a year ago that we agreed were fucking evil this is how much money you've made them in a year by pushing their vaccines yep the meteoric rise from a share price Of $69 a share from Moderna to peaking last night at $382 a share. Well, it does now. Peaked at $456 a share last night. By pushing a vaccine for a company that you agree is evil. So it's almost,
1: it's almost, it it peaks at almost 10 times the value. Not quite. Uh, In one
0: year. Bitcoin doesn't even move like that
1: i think it did one time and look what I happened so. it crashed I, right back down yeah it did although bitcoin is doing pretty good right now it's coming back in the last it's from the last three months it's coming back
0: right it, it, it's like when an asset moves like that it's being manipulated when bitcoin moved it's because wall street bankers were manipulating it because the Correct. chinese government was manipulating it it's because people were not utilizing it as a currency they were manipulating markets as an investment vehicle if the pharma if a pharmaceutical company's valuation 10x's over a year after and again history on Moderna the company has existed for 10 years it was a, still a startup <laughs> it was a startup by a bunch of dudes in Boston who had fucking enough funding to do research that they thought was for fun and they were developing a novel technology with mRNA technology that they thought could eventually be a plug and play vaccine. They have done several clinical trials on potential vaccines over the past 10 years. And every single one of them has failed uh, phase two trials for, get this long-term side effects. Jeez, Every single one of them never made it out of clinical trials. Um, Moderna has never brought a product to market. Moderna has never successfully developed a drug that didn't have long-term side effects and bad consequences. And then all of a sudden, Trump announces Project Warp Speed, a public-private funding partnership where the government is going to fund private companies to develop a vaccine. And he announces as the head of Project Warp Speed, the former chairman of the board of Moderna. And then Project, Warp, and Project Warp Speed dumped billions of dollars of taxpayer money into this startup with no history of success out of Boston, Massachusetts, took what they claimed they produced and made it mandatory. It's Solyndra on steroids. Like, the best part is the guy, the, the, the guy who was head of Project Warp Speed, Ian, former board member of Moderna, never divested his stock. He personally... Oh, uh, so uh, he yeah, made he's per- making bank. He personally made tens of millions of dollars.
1: It's, it really is solyndra on steroids when you look at it that way where solyndra was like we're going to create these mandatory green incentives or then third er, green uh rules right and then we're going to invest in businesses who acquiesce to our requests who are like complying we're going to pitch the money whether they have a good business plan or a bad business plan and then you do it and then you have You know whatever company again solyndra had never done a good job with anything you just give them a bunch of money i don't remember how much they got it was a bunch of money and they failed so moderna here's the thing is like to our just to wrap back around to our beginning points we were saying how you don't know how good these vaccines are because they say well drastically reduces your symptoms well most people's symptoms were pretty low like how many people how are you measuring this so moderna it could be the same thing and the thing is you won't hear that it's a failure because they will say this is why your symptoms were low whereas before it'd be like yes there are asymptomatic cases but so many people do get bad cases now be like yes there are asymptomatic cases and that's thanks to the vaccine literally it's the <laughs> same information it's the same thing right. as- but they've excused part of it because of the thing that they came up with right i don't know
0: right. and now we're back to lockdowns we're back to mask mandates we're back to talking about a vaccine passport to oh be able to go shopping God, to be able to go to the movies to go to a concert um a few weeks ago i had phil labonte lead singer of all the remains on the show and phil is pro vaccine phil got himself vaccinated and he was ab- abhorred by the idea of requiring a vaccine to go to his show because he'd seen concerts where um bands were advertising tickets and he he shared this on twitter it was a couple months ago i wish i could dig it back up but a band was advertising a concert and ticket sales with proof of vaccination were like 60 bucks tickets without proof of vaccination were ten thousand dollars So they were specifically excluding unvaccinated people from being able to go to their concerts, which again, that's the right way to do it. In my opinion, a market incentive.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I do. Yeah. So, so the question is, how many people want the vaccine passports? How many people don't, you know, how many people actually want to only hang out with vaccinated people? Because I'm willing to bet that if, you got married and had a baby your family no matter how much they believe in vaccines mm-hmm. would be like we don't want you to have to show a vaccine passport to come over here and hang out with your baby you know because like that right. that kind of thing is bigger like so they might be like well maybe to go to a concert but really they don't believe in the concept because they're like well no people should be allowed to see who they care about and who they see or whatever it is so the market incentive like i kind of agree with but if you even did that because we don't have a test of this right now. We have people pushing things. We have a huge propaganda campaign to say everybody has to get vaccinated. And you have the market being like, we're over here and we're not taking polls, you know, businesses who aren't requiring masks. I don't know if they're doing better. I would assume so, they're doing a little bit better, but like it, to me, it's like, you don't, you don't have a way of measuring this easily right now.
0: Here, here, here's how we're going to be able to measure it in a few years. Um, there, there, was a study put out, the CDC put it out, it's government information, government survey information that said only 24% of the black population is vaccinated, that the majority of the black population in the United States is unvaccinated. There's a number of things people are hypothesizing is contributing to this. One of the big ones is historical cultural distrust of the government, because I don't know, I don't fucking blame them. Uh, a history of slavery, uh, a history of Jim Crow laws, a history of segregation, a history of a history of the government using black people for medical experiments without informing them of infecting entire villages with syphilis just to see what would happen. I don't not, know, just, you know, not just the government, but also Bill Gates. Right. The United States government doesn't really have a good track record with black people. I, I understand that. That makes a lot of fucking sense to me. And so seeing the number that only 24% of black people are vaccinated, that tracks. I can see it because the government's yeah. the one telling them to do it. Now, you flip that around and you have New York City. Who turns around and says you can't go shopping you can't go out to eat you cannot participate in society without a vaccine passport new york city has entire boroughs that are majority minority where the black people are the majority population of those borough of those neighborhoods so what we're going to see is entire subsets of the population of new york city legally prohibited from engaging in their own businesses and shopping in their own neighborhoods we're going to see segregation come back not in a minor force, but in full force in those neighborhoods. It's not going to affect, it's, it's not going to be that visible to us here in New Hampshire, where the state is 94% white. It's not going to be a visible segregation. But in places like New York, where there are majority minority neighborhoods, where the majority of that neighborhood is a minority and is unvaccinated, you're going to see a dead down the middle segregation that is going to appear to be based on racial lines
1: yeah i don't think i would be willing to bet those people won't comply however what you'll have is you'll have selective enforcement where it'll be a higher enforcement in those neighborhoods or whatever you know right. like that's that's usually the avenue that, that goes because it's easier to do it if you want to it's like if you want to uh fish you go where the fish are so if you're a cop and you know that 75 percent of this the people in this neighborhood are speeding, and 75% of these people are not vaccinated, you go to the area where you can write the ticket. You know, that's your job is to write the ticket.
0: Yeah, your job is to generate Um, revenue, not protect and serve.
1: Correct. That's and it's literally, it's a glorified, like, new revenue generator.
0: Right, and all of this is being done. New York is entering a new age of segregation. New York is entering a new age of de facto racial segregation on the whims of white women on Twitter. (laughs) Politicians in New Mm -hmm. York are adopting policies that are going to disenfranchise minority and poor individuals on the whims of appeasing the white woman on Twitter and celebrity endorsements and their continued re-election because their next step is to be able to vote. You have to bring your voter ID slash vaccination card to be able to step foot in that
1: polling booth. And, they'll, and they will do it. And it, to me, it's like I don't – I I hate saying that this is wrong because it's going to uh, disproportionately affect minorities. Because to me, it's like I don't care who it's going to disproportionately affect. If it affects one individual who wants to have a voluntary life and can no longer buy groceries, right. it's wrong. You know, That's like why you it matters. Know, There's no outlet for so, it. That's why it matters. But what I will say is to pitch this to people who are pushing the narrative – if they're all about the woke stuff, or like, well, we can't do anything that would disproportionately affect minorities, you kind of have to make that point. They're like, listen, if you are upset with people who distrust the government and like the narrative is being pushed, it's like, how can you be upset with black people when you're? Uh, The the, the whole thing is equity or whatever. It's like, do you not realize that you're trying to force the most marginalized people with also the least marginalized people? If it's like white Christian men who supported Trump or whoever, we're also the least vaccine inclined. Uh, But you're also forcing that minority population. You so claim to want to represent more than anybody else. You're forcing them into an awkward corner where they don't want to do what they're fucking told because they're skeptics, too. And really, it's an attack on skeptics. And the people that fall into the skeptic category are almost on like opposite sides of the spectrum culturally, right? So it it, – To
0: the point, like what matters is that the freedom and liberty of a single individual is being infringed because the most important minority is the individual. The most important minority will always be the individual. But policymakers and politicians don't give two flying shits about the individual. They care about demographics and vote totals. And those are the only things that can change their minds are demographics and vote totals. And a prime example of this. A couple of years ago, Nashua, the city of Nashua, New Hampshire, was considering raising their smoking age to 21 and prohibiting um, people between the ages 18 and 21 from possessing or using tobacco products within the city limits of Nashua. And there was a concerted push by libertarians to try and stop this because this is fucking bad. Myself and Andrew Olding worked with business owners because one of the largest cigar shops in the world is in Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, seven twenty. Is it the seven
1: twenty-four?
0: Uh, two guys. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar shop in the world. They are really? the largest cigar retailer in the world, and they are based in Nashville, New Hampshire, right on Exit 1. Jim Garoflo has a fantastic story about why they're on Exit 1, because he used to be in Boston, and then Boston passed the tobacco tax, oh, and he moved his ass this. to New Hampshire. But me and A.J. Olding worked with the owner of Two Guys and the owner of Castro's Backroom and other lobbyists and uh, convenience store owners about how this was going to hurt small business. Like, this is going to be hugely detrimental to the small businesses by doing this. And we were lobbying uh, aldermen. We were bringing aldermen to the cigar shop, sitting down with them one-on-one, the ones we thought we had a chance to swing in their votes. And we were sitting there doing the math, and we thought we had this by one vote. This bill was going to fail by one vote. And we, were, we went to that night extremely proud. And as they were going around speaking on public comment, one of the women, a black woman, this name I can't remember. She stands up. We had never approached her. She's a super progressive. We thought we had no chance of convincing her to not raise the smoking age. She stands up and says, passing laws like these will just give the police an excuse to target minorities. I can't support it. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I don't care what your excuse is. I don't care what your reason is for opposing tyranny as long as you're opposing tyranny.
1: Yeah, I, I tend to really agree with that too. And it's like, I, I think that something that is lost on most people is every time you pass a new rule like this that restricts basic liberties, if you believe that the filter on how we enforce our laws is racist, you're creating a new opportunity for people to do racist shit, trying to enforce something you believe in. You know, it's like every time you do this, if you believe that the government is inherently racist and state has been manipulating and stepping on black people and America is inherently racist, why would you want more? Reasons for them to go to court. Cops are racist, you know, more... so
0: let's give them more power. Correct. Cops... Well, let's give
1: cops more reasons to interact with people because they're all racist. It's and crazy. you say this isn't going to give cops a reason to interact with people? This That's is right. France. This is
0: in France. People in France are being approached out of the blue with no suspicion to show their proof of vaccination for sitting down in a goddamn coffee shop and enjoying their lunch. And look how happy they are to do it.
1: That chick's like, oh, yes, check my vaccine passport. Some of them are. Some like, see the are. smile? Like, oh, I love I love being asked if I'm under yeah. <laughs> 21. It's, like, oh, it's gross, dude. I don't like it. I don't like it. And so here's a question. All right. So I'm, I'm very upset about all this right now. Um, in the USA, this is not a thing that's happening like this, right? It's not a thing that's, like, going on. Maybe yeah. in New York in two weeks, it's going to be going on. I don't know exactly what their their date. It's L.A. Of tomorrow. Checking that. Yeah, I mean, so, but my thing is like, if we're pissed off about this now and we don't want this to happen, should we wait for it to happen to react? Like, how do we how do we push back against this? Already, you have people like Rand Paul, Joe Rogan, Tim Pool, uh, all these people. Uh, even Jordan Peterson, I think, has come out and said that he's not. Really, in support of vaccine mandates, or whatever, though I think he stays away from that topic most for the most part. Um, you have all this going on. How do we make a consolidated or a concerted push against this? Because we really need, there's the biggest propaganda campaign ever going on right now, as far as I can tell, to get people to just stick a needle in their arm and okay, you know what? Maybe it does help, but I believe in voluntary choice. How do we get the people who also believe in voluntary choice as far as your medical treatments go and are at least being able to participate in society? Yes. Look at this. I'm going to tell my kids that was D.C. 2021. No, but that's Paris, France today. I know it is. I'm I'm just kidding. We're we're not doing shit. We're not doing shit, dude.
0: Like... Paris, France, the French people, the fucking cowards, the nation whose standard is a white flag of retreat, is finally standing up for their rights, is finally demanding that the government no longer trespass on their freedoms and on their inherent rights of movement and interaction. In Americans, the cradle of liberty is sitting passively and watching their freedoms being stripped away from them one itsy bitsy regulation at a time and they're not doing shit about it to your point they're not doing shit about it and how do we get them to do anything about it i don't know i'm at a wit's end on how to reach these people because the information is available to them it's clear as fucking day what's happening and nobody is taking a stand to do what's necessary because when they see those who are willing to stand up being crushed by big tech censorship being belittled by govern, governing powers, being ridiculed and canceled by Twitter mobs. The cost to the individual for standing up for their own rights is too high. So how do we get the collective to reassert their rights?
1: Dude, I don't know. I'm concerned because it seems like there's so many people who do want it. act. Uh, I... I hate to shill for the free state project, but it seems like the only places for us to all con- concentrate in one place, you know, like New Hampshire is probably our best bet. It's probably get the highest concentration of libertarians in the world already, you know, and it could have even more and it will within the next year because more and more libertarians are moving here. But like when places like New York and and even LA, our
0: Democrats like guns.
1: That's what I'm saying. Police like New York and LA are leading more and more into this tyrannical bullshit. It's like I think the only option we have is to concentrate in at least an area. You know like because we can't we can't convince everybody. We can't get the whole nation to hate vaccine passports. We can't, there's no fucking way, dude. I wish but we can't so it's like waking people up and getting them to actually do something but what do you do do we get like a tiny protest in every state what percentage of the population if it's three percent of the population and to look at those photos in france it's inspiring i'm also curious i've never been to france what is the population of france what percentage of them is in the streets you know and is that going to make a difference well what, what does it take because ultimately i think collective like building a collective society, not even, co- I'm not a collectivist, but like building a place where we're all here because we believe in a certain thing is really the only way because we can't sell it on, to everybody. We can't, can, I don't know. I think New York might be a lost cause, dude. I think California might be a lost cause unless we all break up. But I don't, you know, if, our solution can't be like protesting in protest in every state because not every state, we're not going to win there.
0: Maybe the solution is breaking up. I'm down to break
1: up. This this relationship just
0: isn't working anymore. I'm sorry, New York, but we're going to have to go our separate ways. It's
1: not us. It's you. What's the opposite of secession where you kick a state out of the union? Eviction? Yeah, eviction. We should do that to a couple of states. Maybe we'll be in a better place, you know? I think we should do it to all 50 of them.
0: Balkanized North America. We've got 50 laboratories of individual liberty and freedom, and I'm excited to see New Hampshire come out on top.
1: yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm totally supportive of what's happening here in New Hampshire, and it, it, I just, I don't know that we can actually sell everybody on it. I don't know that a protest everywhere is going to help it, especially depending on how big or small they are. You know, I don't I don't believe in protesting that much, to be honest.
0: Well, people who want to check out ideas about secession, you should head over to LibertyBlock.com. Check out what Alu Axelman has wrote on the topic. He's very prolific. And again, that's LibertyBlock.com. They're linked in a previous video. Last week, I had Alu on the show. Um, but I'm of I'm of the opinion that might be one of our only ways out of this because people are not standing up. They'll enact a moratorium on eating states. <laughs> <laughs> Don't the even the CDC me will me do it. it. Don't even get me started on the eviction moratorium. <laughs> Uh, Southern. The the eviction moratorium passed by the CDC amounts to being the largest seizure of proper property, the largest seizure of private property by eminent domain for non-state student purposes in the history of the United States. The CDC, an unelected bureaucratic organization laid down a dictate telling people that they no longer had the freedom to do what their property with what they wished. People were forced to allow squatters to stay in their property after they were told they did not have to pay rent. And yet they were still obligated to pay their property taxes, to pay their common utilities, and to provide for the livelihoods of those who were adversely occupying their property. This amounted to a government seizure. This amounted to a taking. And none of these property owners were compensated by the United States government. Instead, instead, Instead of compensating property owners who were the victims of the largest property seizure in history, they went to foreclosure. Their houses were purchased by BlackRock, a conglomerate of former government officials who are seizing private property through bank regulation. And then, and then, they tried to regulate our decentralized assets and demanded more for defense spending, so they're increasing taxes again. The United States government is a tyrannical government. Vaccine passports are a tool of a tyrannical government to control how people can move and how people can interact. The United States government is using an emergency and a crisis as an excuse for propagating tyranny. That's what I got. I'm done. Bill, we're and- in our last minute. Leave people with your final thoughts and tell
1: them where they can follow you. So, my final thoughts are the the, everything you just said is true, and that's why they're so rapidly expanding the approved groups, despite, like, they're not really coming up with new data, as far as I can tell. So, I just sent you a thing on Twitter uh, about the CDC, since we've been on this podcast, strengthens recommendation for pregnant people to get vaccinated against COVID-19 following new data. So, I guess there probably is some new study, um, but that's like a Twitter notification where they make sure everybody knows...
0: Every single fucking year, the flu shot comes out, and they said, "Don't get it if you're pregnant." What the fuck is different? Right.
1: If there's if there's exceptions, they can't really push it on everybody and make it like a thing where we can exclude oh you from God. society. So they're really pushing it for everybody, and it's definitely safe for everybody long term. We know that in ten years it's gonna be fine because we've done six months of studies on it. So I don't know. Follow me uh, at Bill is a joke on Twitter and Facebook or whatever you know. I right, follow you. Do that I have a I have a podcast too. Uh, I'm going to be firing it back up. It's like a seasonal thing in the warm weather. I don't do it so much, but like it's <laughs> called don't quote me on this. It uh, is hundred so, degrees here right now. And we're that'll in be, New Hampshire. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be even worse. Uh, but yeah, give me a follow if you enjoyed this and I appreciate you. Uh, get vaccinated if you want, but if you don't, don't, you know, like if you don't want to. Don't fucking bend over for this shit. Too many people are bending over and saying, let's just get this over with. And I think we should n- not do that at all costs. It's going to be normalized. Do you remember when you didn't have to wear a mask to go into the store? Or was it like it would be absurd if somebody like tried to ask you to? Like, no, no, sir. You have to wear a mask. And you're like, what? I thought I couldn't wear a mask. To come in. That, two years ago.
0: The banks would call the cops on you for
1: wearing a mask. Correct. I don't know. So, like, don't forget what life was like, and don't like forget what life was like to be unvaccinated or not to be forced to get injections every year. It's gross. I don't like it. I hope you don't like it. If you like it, go live somewhere else besides the Hampshire. That's a bitch. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining, everybody. Thanks for coming
0: on, Bill. It's been great. See you next time. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. As always, big shout out to our guests and our viewers for making this show worth doing. And make sure you check out the links in the description to follow up and learn more. And always, as always, check out our sponsored merch over on snackswag.com. I stream this show to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch live, and everything's uploaded to August the same day. So make sure you check out our channel on these platforms and help out by liking, following, subscribing, and most of all, sharing the content with your friends. That's all for today. See you guys next time.